Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said... I will confess my transgressions on to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserved thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this short confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I will speak of your testimony before kings, O Lord, and shall not be put to shame. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. I will speak of your testimony before kings, O Lord and shall not be put to shame. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. 
Glory be to God on high. begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, Have mercy upon us, for Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep us steadfast in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us in times of temptation. Defend us against all enemies and grant your church your saving grace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory be to you, Jesus said, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. 
For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. <clears throat> the hammer fell against the nail. The papers fluttered and the wind caused as his arms sliced through the air again. The hammer fell, nail being driven in. He took a step back, looked at what he had done. There they were, ready to be read, to be debated, to be discussed by the other clergy and academia in the area. For you see, that's really what Luther was calling for. As Luther nailed the 95 theses on the church door of Wittenberg, he wasn't expecting to start any sort of reformation, any sort of revolution in the area. All he wanted was a debate. All he wanted was to discuss amongst the academia of the time the idea of indulgences, the church selling time off purgatory. It really wasn't that big. But then some people got a hold of them. They got a hold of the 95 theses and they translated them into German. And not only did they translate them, but they found one of Gutenberg's new presses, that thing that could print paper much faster than their old ways. And they started mass producing, getting it out to the people. This thought of not having to buy time off purgatory, of getting rid of indulgences, resonated with the people. They flew off the shelves. Multiple editions printed of what should have stayed in academia. And then the following year, Luther defended his theses in a series of sermons. Sermons done in German. Printed for the people. Read by them. And this, in many ways, is what sparks the Reformation. The people hearing again the gospel in their own language. Hearing again the death and resurrection of Christ for them. The word proclaimed to the people in a way in which they can understand. The gospel given again to the people created what we now know as the Reformation.
But truly, this is what the church has done since the beginning. Since the days of Adam and Eve, the church has handed down the gospel of salvation down through the ages. The whole of the prophets testified to this Christ. As Jesus said in our gospel lesson, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. The scriptures testified to the one who was standing there that day in our gospel lesson. In speech and word, the gospel was transmitted through the generations down to those who heard the word of Jesus that day in the villages and cities of Galilee. They heard it proclaimed to them that the Messiah would come to reverse the plague brought about by the serpent, the one who would crush the head of the snake. This one all the law and the prophets testified concerning. They proclaimed the word given to them. This Adam spoke to Seth, Seth to his sons, down the line to Noah, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to Moses, Samuel, Elijah, and the prophets, down through the generations, the word proclaimed that the people might believe, have faith in the coming Savior. And this too written for our learning, that we might know and see the work of God in bringing about the Savior. This the Spirit caused to be written, that we might know the Christ. That Savior which came in the person of Jesus, the one by whom we have been justified and freed, the propitiation for our sins, the righteousness of God made manifest on our behalf. As Paul says to the Romans, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This gospel we and all the faithful cling to in faith, this one the church proclaims has since the beginning and continues to do so down through the generation. Jesus said to his apostles in Luke, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And it was to this point. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all generations, to all nations, Beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. Thus the Lord charged his apostles 
to bear witness to that which they had seen and heard. They had witnessed with their own eyes the fulfillment of these things prophesied. The death and resurrection of Christ. They witnessed the things which Moses and the prophets testified towards. And they were now to go and witness to these things. And this they did. With the coming of the Holy Spirit, the apostles went out from there and proclaimed the gospel of Christ Jesus, beginning in Jerusalem and spreading out from there to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The New Testament chronicles this proclamation as we father, follow Peter, Paul, and the apostles through the book of Acts, as we read the letters sent to the churches spread throughout the region of the Mediterranean. The word revealed to the writers of sacred scripture that we might have their account of their witness that we might know and believe the gospel of Christ in his death and resurrection, that we might have faith. This word the apostles and evangelists proclaimed and the Spirit caused to be written. And despite any persecution that would come their way, the apostles continued to, to preach and it certainly did come their way. They were ran out of nearly every town they went into. The church forced to flee Jerusalem itself as a great persecution comes against them. It only got worse as the Roman Empire was turned against them. And yet, even then, the early church would continue to proclaim the word. Many in the church would endure persecution and even death instead of denying the faith which they held in Christ. They would speak of no other God than the triune God of the Scriptures. They would proclaim no other God, gospel than the gospel of Christ. And they would not allow it to be polluted by anything. The pure gospel of Christ had been proclaimed since the beginning and continues to be proclaimed to this day. It was this convic conviction in the word of God that caused the reformers to endure all that had come against them. It was not easy for Luther and the reformers to stand against those who had corrupted the word of God in their day. But they were strengthened in the truth of God's word that they might defy whatever the devil and the world would stand against. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will, he can harm us none, He's judged, the deed is done. One little word can fell. He and the world have been overcome in Christ. This foundation is what caused Luther to proclaim the word of God in its truth and purity. As he searched the scriptures 
and found the gracious and loving God found in Christ Jesus, Luther could do nothing else than proclaim this word. Stand against all that would come. Here I stand, I can do no other. The inspired and errant word of God would bolster upon which they stood, the foundation upon which they built, the truth, the Savior of mankind. The same truth passed down to us this day. Many by our parents and grandparents or by our loving fathers and mothers in the faith, those not of blood, but of the deep bond of faith which we share. This word the church continues to stand upon and proclaim that as many as might would come to faith in Christ Jesus, receive his grace and mercy, his forgiveness and everlasting life. We say along with the psalmist and the church before us, I will speak of your testimony before kings, O Lord, and shall not be put to shame. <coughs> As the general society seems to be turning away from Christ, and the word of God, it is more important that we look back and see the thread that has been there since the beginning. <coughs> the faithful church has proclaimed the word throughout the ages, in season and out of season. As Jesus said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. The devil and his minions would like nothing else than to see the word of God distorted and shut up. Satan would see that none would come to faith. But we praise God that he has promised that this would not be so, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against her. The church shall stand and the proclamation of the gospel shall go forth as long as we are on this side of heaven. Pray that the Holy Spirit would strengthen us to proclaim this truth as we have been called to do so. The Lord will see to his church. We do as we have been called. We stand with the church who has gone before us upon the same sure foundation upon which they stood, and endure the assaults and crafts of the evil. And as Bonhoeffer said, it is a great comfort which Christ gives to his church. You confess, preach, bear witness to me, and I alone will build where it pleases me. But church, confess, 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 Christ alone is your Lord. From his grace alone you, can you live as you are. Christ builds. The Lord has seen his church through thousands of years of history. He has seen that the gospel would be proclaimed through his people. <coughs> 
He has built the church. His spirit enlightens unto salvation and enkindles the flames of faith in the hearts of men. We do as we have been called to do. We confess, proclaim, and bear witness as the church has done, as Moses and the prophets did, as the church fathers did, as the reformers did. And so let us also do. We proclaim Christ, Him crucified, the eternal gospel to those who dwell on earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. For Christ is crucified for us and for the many, for grace, for our forgiveness, and for our life. In Jesus' name, amen.